it cannot be stressed hard enough how much 2020 really has just sucked. If weed is not legalized in all 50 states, I honestly don't know how we're going to get through it. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Welcome back to Blackwood Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of 13 Reasons Why. Season 1, Episode 6, Tape 3, Side B. This episode was written by Nick Sheff and directed by Kyle Patrick Alvarez. I gave this episode a 7 out of 10. It was okay. I'm still more interested in characters that are not being given a lot of screen time and that's a little frustrating but this episode starts with an aerial shot of Monty and Justin driving to school through a crowd of people and they almost hit or Monty almost hits Alex and Alex gets pissed okay let's get it he's trying to sound real tough but his voice is cracking but he means business especially when they start laughing at him he says get out of the damn car because i'm about to whoop your ass and i was definitely thinking that alex was the underdog in this showdown and then when he pushed him and the crowd was like Oh shit! I was immediately transported back to middle school. Not high school. Didn't really have too many showdowns or fights like it did in in the cafeteria in middle school. That was like the spot. <laughs> but there were a few outside in high school, but I didn't get good enough views each time it happened. But I definitely have been one of the kids in that crowd. I was not a Sherry being like, I can't look. I would have been like, oh my God, I'm so here for this. (laughs) It was popping off before our first period too. Hannah then comes in and is bringing us this week to the dollar dance, Valentine's dance, where a buck gets you a name and number of your supposed soulmate it all goes to charity the money that is but there's a survey everyone has to take about their likes and dislikes and this is supposed to match people up with others in the school seriously these kids take relationships way too seriously and way they spend too much time thinking about it and i think this is probably one of their uh dilemmas particularly hannah's what is this that you are searching for that you must find this mate i don't remember being this boy crazy in high school i mean my sister had her one everyone had their like one or two but it never even went this far either you like your crush or your crush didn't maybe it's a different world maybe i'm finally at that age where i'm like yeah this does not sound relevant at all (laughs) the times have uh have a changed they are she's all i love clay now and clay's all i'm not sure what exactly clay is this is why i have a lot of um less empathy for his character because 
Alex and Monty are still fighting during this montage of Courtney, who's definitely crushing on Lori as she's filling out her Valentine's thing. And then Marcus is standing there with Zach going, this is not good, man. This is not good. They don't try to break up the fight at all. Justin and Clay just eyeball each other and no one does a thing as Alex is getting repeatedly punched in the face until Mr. Porter shows up and breaks it up. Tells everyone to go back to class. Seriously, where are the staff? These suburban schools or suburban schools are way too lenient because let me tell you something. <laughs> During transportation time, I don't care if it's been school hours. If the if they did say it was on the street, I guess I'll give you that. But technically, well, they're not high. They're they're high schoolers. I'll give them that. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm thinking about my daughter. Like there's people at the crosswalks. Shit, there'd still be people around to see this fight. They were too close to school property for me to be like, oh, it was on. You know. They kind of skated by on it was public property. Clay does have a flashback of being similarly beaten. So something has happened to him that we don't know about. Justin offers up more threats to Clay about keeping quiet and that he is keeping his bike hostage. But Clay says, You know where I be? Move, bitch. Get out the way. Get out the way, bitch. Get out the way. okay but i don't know why alex this is the part that's confusing me because alex seems as if i think this thing about the tape should be granted granted because clay has taken fucking forever and it's 13 reasons why and we gotta have 13 tapes <laughs> we're not getting to the meat of this this dinner plate I feel because Alex making that stupid list, I'm sorry, that is immature. However, it is not criminal. It is not enough to say, I'm going to help these people cover up what is a lot more heinous type of acts, unless there's something else that Alex did. Justin or Clay, the same way, he hasn't had his tape yet. He's all, I want to do vengeance. I want to, you know, handle, get on a white knight horse for Hannah after the fact when you were pretty much a passive, um, I don't know, you just basically not standing up for her the way you supposedly loved her so much. And that's just not jiving with me because if you loved her that much, then you would stand up. I don't like, I'm just not in that mindset. I'm not trying to forgive that mindset. I'm not trying to excuse that mindset. It is what it is. If you loved her, you would have stood up for her and stood by her and not played this. I get that they're kids, but when they say he was 17, I was like, nope, uh-uh, there's a lot I'm not forgiving anymore. <laughs> You're almost a grown-ass man, okay? You're about to go out in the real world and understand what rent is. So, no, you should be conducting yourself a little bit more maturely. Not too much more, I ain't gonna say that much, but you, you, if you like a girl and a girl likes you and she's giving you the look, then you should just fucking do it. 
Mr. Porter talks to the vice principal about the fight and she's relieved that it's off school property because of everything that has been going on with the lawsuit and because Alex got the brunt of the beating and is hurt the most this could also be misconstrued as another thing of bullying and the fact that Alex says you know you almost hit a few other kids uh this is how you run over people in the school Monty so it is discussed further with Mr. Porter saying well at least we should have them go before the honor board because it's a group of good kids to make an example as well as you know try to do this the right way and have both of them take responsibility and get some closure clay and sherry they are discussing the fight and she says i couldn't watch people are such assholes clay says you're not an asshole sherry says you're not an asshole she asks about an assignment she has to go study for said assignment clay's hiding the (laughs) the walkman wherever anyone sees him with it and he then offers to help sherry with her paper at monet's after school and i know mimi is somewhere losing her shit oh my god okay it's happening everybody stay calm what's the procedure everyone what's the procedure stay calm wait 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 wait. everybody calm down another flashback we see clay tutoring because he mentions that he used to be a peer tutor the guy that thought (laughs) his name is jeff right did jeff was at the dance last season right or last episode and that's where we know him before so jeff is the guy we don't know anymore but he was in the flashbacks and he was a friend of clay's and he also thought hemp was weed and that the founding fathers were mad stoners (laughs) but hemp is not that kind of weed but the founding fathers were mad racist so he could have wrote that down tony is with his boo who is elegantly uh disagreeing with him at the moment on publishing the one dollar valentine day surveys due to them not allowing same sex selection and i stand when he walked away and i thought it was super cute when tony was like fuck Clay's survey is whack according to jeff and he used to watch Uh, lord of rings on repeat so he needs some tweaking which is why he wasn't matched with hannah because she's all giving him the googly eyes but he's all oblivious she is shown by sherry to have matched with bryce what what the fuck i'm gonna put this out there now i feel like bryce is behind a lot of hannah's harassment because it seems weird that he would be matched with her at all other than the fact that he would pay someone or get someone because he has that kind of pull to get his name on her ballot because there's just just no way they have anything in fucking common and then there was marcus and then i couldn't see the other names but they all were people it seemed from the football team or associated with that group yeah because alex was on there as well which was weird then i 
remembered that boys, particularly high school boys, when a girl does not like them or reject them or has no interest or will have no interest ever in them and they like that girl, they will find ways in which to humiliate and be mean to her. And because he is such a background character, I know that this centers all around him some way. Uh, I will say it's not Sherry though, because she says immediately, Bryce, no way, don't go near that guy. He's an asshole. <laughs> she doesn't say that exactly, but she is paired up with Marcus Cole and he's not known to really be a douchebag. She didn't think Alex was a douchebag either. And Sherry convinces her to go ahead and accept the call. And then she's charmed for a milkshake date. The honor board, it turns out, consists of two random people we don't care about, but Courtney, Clay, Sherry, and Marcus. And here's Alex once again escalating, wanting the police to be called if they don't settle things. Uh, it's clear he's upset about Hannah, and they're all talking in code. And he's talking about the school culture that he was himself a part of and he continues to want to take responsibility for that but if you want to take responsibility just say it that's the th same thing with clay if you want to do something about this then do something about it not cater around talk to each other about how guilty you are yada yada that's words if you really want to be <laughs> held responsible which i don't even think that at this point at this point anyone's done anything in which to be held very responsible except for the sexual assault because a man putting your hands where they do not belong is sexual assault point blank period i don't care so as far as i'm concerned marcus bryce those dudes Justin, eh, he took a picture in a sloppy position. You would not want someone to take a photo of you, but it wasn't, it was not to any degree that was degrading. And then basically he allowed himself to just let his friends think they had sex with her or she had sex with him or gave him a blowjob actually. And then other people like took over that story. And then you have what happens in this case and scenario but like i said nothing uh, everything else before i'm sorry that these are all contributing factors and i'm glad that it was kind of brought up by the husband this episode but it, and i and i i can say this as someone who was bullied myself several times um even into adulthood what i'm seeing right now is some unfortunate behavior definitely some some definitely bullying behavior uh particularly the stalking <laughs> uh unhealthy behaviors is what's amounting to but i also feel as if hannah herself did not do anything to face or try to confront those type of behaviors that she was feeling and i understand she's a child people are depressed and and that's just human nature 
I, 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 I have to accept that. However, I won't not educate my child or anyone listening to think that it's okay to not reach out for help. And I think that maybe Hannah's situation would not have been the way it was or ended the way it did if she had reached out for help. And like I said, at this point, this point in the story, we have not seen that. And this is when there could have been some interference that would have changed the trajectory of what her the rest of her experience were, would be. At least there was the possibility of that. And I can't pretend as if I don't feel that way. So I don't want to be insensitive. But at the same time, I have to watch the show and give an honest reaction on how I feel the character is acting, even if it is the a depressionist suicidal character. But Marcus is trying to get Mon- Monty to accept responsibility because, yeah, you were driving too fast. Yeah, this actually really was your fault. You did almost run over Alex. Alex, though, um, really doesn't want to accept any easy type of um, resolution to this. And he's like, yeah, this is how what it's always like in this school. People just doing this, that, and the other thing. And then Clay loses his shit and says, well, maybe it's everybody's fault. And then he says, just saying, and then <laughs> doesn't say anything else. Hannah is once again taking me off with this. Oh, if only I had love from the boy I like as they're at the theater and clay is equally i don't have any balls to pursue what i want as he lies about taking the survey and jeff is the one that busts him on it he says oh i'm always doing things jeff want to do and that's a dumb thing to say clay are you a person or are you not oh back to the honor board they suspend monty for three days and let alex off with a warning he says this is bullshit (laughs) Alex that is and Monty also agrees his punishment is bullshit Clay and Marcus have a talk about the consequences of stirring shit up uh, due to the lawsuit and he says that lives have already been ruined because Marcus says lives can be ruined and it felt a little pretentious I must say Uh, while people certainly should be held accountable more than others everyone from the parents to even hannah i wrote in my notes herself have some influence here hannah seems unreasonably in need of love and friendship at least it's only found in school but almost all this story revolves around is kids being assholes but hannah never spoke up and also this involves a lot of sex and boys and i just will not i don't believe that the full high school experience is sex and boys because it's not (laughs) there are like a million other things going on and that they're honing down on this and it's what's leading up to like clearly there's a a vicious sexual um club 
sure but like i said we're talking about 600 whatever 700 students and four people that's not a school that has a bullying uh, mentality it's <laughs> a group of people who need to be held responsible and some even criminally the parents talk about how it's possible hannah would have met the same fate elsewhere had they not taken the loan and moved here uh she could have gotten mean girl at her current school that she was at because people are mean everywhere in the world it is there is something to the idea that your child's mindset and other factors are what can influence suicide um we get a flashback of mom and daughter having a moment about romance and we get that hannah is a romantic soul and i i do identify with that right i grew up very like i was on the harlequin romance from the age of 10 so i know what it's like to have that romantic soul <laughs> but i also feel as if there there's some underlying thing there that i feel anyway because there comes a love of oneself and yeah she's she's 17 she ain't there yet that comes with experience but i do think that's maybe where us as parents can do better is by making sure they don't have to be like 25 to get that self-worth like start making sure they see that at an earlier age before hormones kick in and then reinforce it two times so by the time they do get to these decisions between boys and this that, and the other thing they know their worth uh clay apparently has all the honeys looking his way as he takes sherry to monet's uh they're doing a little flirtation he gets her a drink and runs into sky who gives him the third degree about being into cheerleaders who is this and why are they trying to make me care flashback once again oh he also hallucinates seeing hannah flashback once again hannah gets stood up on valentine's day presently clay asked sherry about hannah being hooked up with marcus and his bodyguard tony shows up he thinks tony's stalking him but tony's like actually i'm here on a date <laughs> but he does invite sherry over to his place and his date called brad tells him i thought you don't get up involved in the high school shit he's like yeah but you know i'm keeping a secret for someone but brad says i bet you got more than one secret oh shoot clay and sherry running to mom who's not at all saying anything about the fact that her son is bringing a girl home and he even admits that he thought that she was at work sherry's parents aren't together we find out she lives with her dad which is unusual uh or maybe she lives with her mom i'm not sure no it was a uh, jessica we saw with her dad she tells him that falling out of love means that they fell in love in the first place so she's got a romantic soul herself and we got clay just talking about being a romantic or hannah being a romantic soul 
Jessica be that wife that always following her husband when he don't respond to her texts because <laughs> she shows up at Justin's house saying you did not show up after practice you did not answer my shit he's like my mom's boyfriend left she needed me he's clearly avoiding her and she talks about the fight she's worried that Alex got his ass beat and he's like why are you caring about Alex because he's a little jealous and then she tries to make passes at him and at first he's like smiling in it like she's really cute and then when things start to turn sexual and she almost felt as if she was desperate to make it sexual he gets upset like he's really not into it he pushes her and she's like what the fuck and leaves but before she does she grabs a bottle of liquor vodka to be specific um she did ask to stay a while too i'm like what is your dad letting you just be out at all hours these kids i don't understand sherry and clay kiss and mimi must be so happy but then it turns sour as hell (laughs) because sherry starts crying first he's like is this okay i am so out of my mind with the thought of the fact that their his mother is downstairs and it was getting hot and heavy and she did not even care that that door was closed even though she made a point of saying doors are open in the house apparently not when you have a woman because it's tough it's totally fine to bust a nut up in the bedroom while i'm downstairs sherry then admits that she thought he listened to her tape and he was still into her um but she realizes that he did not listen to her tape clay feels played um that she used him just to uh try to manipulate him in some way and she's like no clay i would never do that but he tells her to leave and starts crying because he really wanted a break from hannah and this whole entire best and he thought sherry was it but apparently sherry's not it and he's probably gonna go hook up with sky and that is just disgusting (laughs) if anyone's shipping that just believe i will not be because it feels like it's heading there i can feel it coming in the air tonight hannah is once again felt up well first marcus and his friends zach and a whole group of the team show up an hour late this is where i'm like this is where you know your worth because if you don't treat yourself with pride a trash ass man will use you as his dumpster and he tries to get a slam dunk because he believes the nasty side of her reputation and then he fills her up and that's when i would have broke his fucking finger and i don't know how all these grown-ass people in the restaurant see this young girl crying and no one intervenes uh that's the one thing about my daughter she knows she can come and tell me anything and everything and i hope it never ever and i don't think it will because one we're like the same person but secondly she know because i be telling her all the damn time like you don't handle it i handle it let she come home and say some man put her their hands on her she know mommy fucking el loco she fucking kill him 
Like, seriously, I ain't even gonna sit here. Like, I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna be humiliated. But I'm gonna tell my mom, because if revenge is coming, that bitch is gonna hand it out. Stat. <laughs> Best believe she is. Um, Clay's mom legit wonders why her son didn't get any. Like, what's wrong, son? What happened? And she sits down wants him to talk to her because she feels isolated for him but you feel like you're pushing too much and i understand he's been through a lot um but you really should not let him in (laughs) in the room alone with a girl and she wonders if he is being bullied but he claims that you don't really want to know and maybe i'm the bully and she says no you aren't you're not like that you're a good kid and he says well all kids are bad and she says look i will drop this case if you tell me why and then he shut the door in her puppy eyed face i don't think y'all fully realize or i just didn't realize how much black women or black mothers in particular are so different (laughs) than caucasian mothers because that shit just would not happen like that door would have been open or it will i would have gotten a damn screwdriver and tore off the hinges (laughs) you will never have a door in the house once again ever sir your privacy is gone say goodbye to it nighty night and then also who the fuck do you think you slamming in the door in the face what are you doing did you really think that was not gonna be followed up with violence in which you may rethink your entire life because it's gonna flash before your eyes and before i'm like oh you judging caucasian pay? they putting it on tv this is in like a lot of suburban t like they treat this shit like it's normal like they don't even have a response to it as if no this is not okay they're just like yeah so this is how we give them space and i'm like that's that's not how we give them space at all (laughs) there's another scene with hannah's parents and i ain't gonna lie they're uninteresting i feel like they're shoehorned in because they have kate walsh on the payroll uh then we have alex's dad there's so much in this scene the fact that he has him call him sir that he's having a conversation with him while cleaning his gun alex is definitely closeted my gaydar has never failed me in my entire life yet and i'm telling you alex that's why he is so like he feels like a ticking time bomb and i think his sexuality is one of the things that is thoroughly like he cannot come out to this guy this guy is the trump of america guy right he he's casually cleaning his weapon talking to his son saying you know you did the right thing fighting's not always great but sometimes you gotta defend yourself and i get what he's trying to say in a way that oh yeah they're proud because you you stood up to the bully but at the same way his son is in part of this club and the fight wasn't about that (laughs) 
had nothing really to do to stand it up for anyone it, it's alex harboring this terrible terrible secret and wanting it to be forced out in any way necessary so he's gathering attention by acting out but every time he acts out just like with the speeding car he's given a free pass particularly by his father because these are quote-unquote manly things zach we do see because she's talking about all men aren't terrible try to comfort hannah after her humiliation session and that is how we kind of ended the episode i was really surprised we ended there i thought we were gonna get more to do with marcus i mean granted that's enough but yeah so everybody or everyone in this little group just sucks um (laughs) this feels like a whole lot of rumor has it but like i said before some actions are way more repulsive you also saw we got a brief look at camera boy this episode he's just taking photos of the fight he feels also as if he is a ticking time bomb that is ready to go off because like i said the thing about bullying is and that's the same thing that i think clay was getting at maybe he recognizes yeah i have participated in bullying or enabled bullying actions or participated i should say while someone was being taken advantage of like i still keep going back the time where someone's made like looking at her ass and he's laughing because he thinks it's genuinely funny there is that part of people who are are you know you you act like jerks sometimes and that doesn't mean you're the worst person in the world and can't redeem or learn from your mistakes however um when he gets on his soapbox that's when i'll be like bruh you just did that shit two days ago (laughs) i don't give a dang you should have gave him got him some help told mr porter i don't know the principal something but that is uh our episode let's get into the feedback So Mimi says, Woo child, this episode was intense. There were some super, super good moments. And then there were moments when I was like, what the hell just happened? They gave me everything I wanted and then immediately took it away all in the same episode. Like, damn, so y'all just going to do me like this, huh? I'm actually pretty salty right now. I bet you you were. (laughs) First, I want to talk about the fight scene in the beginning of the episode those fools were fighting for like five minutes just like hardcore street brawling like where were the teachers then the counselor is the person that comes out and breaks up after they had been fighting for like five minutes that just seems so very far-fetched to me now i grew up kind of poor but we did live in the suburbs my whole uh life so maybe rich suburban life is different But I just feel like there should have been security guards there there because usually high schools have security guards. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Like I said, uh, especially after school shootings, it's like Fort Knox up in that bitch. 
it was just too many kids in a circle looking at something for that not to look suspicious enough for someone other than a counselor to come out five minutes after the fact to break up a fight and that fight was bad as hell seriously terrible alex got fucked up bad by apparently some character named montgomery (laughs) pretty sure this is the guy in the previous episode who called hannah a lesbo after talking to courtney yes that is the guy now i wanted to talk about the scene that had my heart thumping and then broken all within the span of 57 minutes show (laughs) i have been shipping sherry and clay honestly since the episode when she asked him out for coffee i've been in love with the idea of them since jump this show gave me everything i ever wanted all the moments that led up to the start of a relationship one she was talking to him about this assignment gave him an opening that he didn't take two sherry walked away three he stops her and asks to help with the paper at a coffee shop four then he goes to the coffee shop and buys her a coffee five they go to his house six then started making out and when i tell you i was fangirling i got my happy ass on google to make sure i was spelling sherry's name right because i wasn't spelling it right (laughs) i was spelling it with a c when i was supposed to be spelling it with an s so you can imagine how heartbroken i was when clay was thinking about hannah and then sherry started saying she wasn't a terrible person and i have a tape m y'all knew how bad i wanted this relationship y'all knew it because i've been saying it from the beginning i'm happily eating the little scraps eating a little scraps then y'all give me a whole ass buffet and then just take it away just like that lord why at this point even i don't even care <laughs> she says at this point i don't even care what sherry did because she said hannah and i but it was me i did something terrible i don't care i don't even care i love the actress and the character the actress is so gorgeous in case you didn't notice her eyes are gray and she's spectacular and i love her and i want her and clay to be together i don't care what she did it could be it can't be any worse than what any of these motherfuckers did so i forgive her i don't care if we ever find out what she did i'll forgive her i want to talk about marcus real quick wait let's start let's stop right there and give her a moment because she's mad mad about that shit and i knew she would be but i also had the inclination that she was gonna be on them tapes (laughs) i want to talk about marcus real quick he is the lamest nika i ever uh met i'm guessing and he is not cute enough for hannah to be going through all these changes for him if we had a date and he was 10 minutes late no let me cut to that (laughs) she said let me cut that if he was five minutes late i would have got up and left right I would never even went on a date with him in the first place to be honest and i don't understand this high school hierarchy but i'm pretty sure super smart people like marcus would not even attempt to be with the athletes like the relationships we are being forced to watch between these people on the tapes right that is so like the honor students do not hang out with the jocks nope 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 (laughs) some of these relationships doesn't make sense to me sherry and jessica cheerleaders 
Justin Bryce, all the jocks. But how does Marcus and Courtney fit into this mix? Crazy. In most schools, the athletes and the smart people are not the same and they don't even hang out in the same circles. So this dynamic is just weird and I don't get it. I kind of feel as if Courtney and Marcus just got caught up. Courtney particularly is just nice to everybody, it would seem. And then Marcus, because he's the number one head counsel, would probably play the political figure with all of the different factions in the school. So I can see because he had to get elected student president or whatever. So that kind of makes sense. That's all I got for now. I may be missing something, but I can't think of it now. And honestly, I am just trying to get to the next episode. So until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Oh, it's a nice photo. <laughs> um, so there is Mimi's thoughts. I feel you, girl, but I know at some point Clay is going to find love. Or at least he will have a lot of ladies to choose from. <laughs> because every time he turn around a woman be giving him the eyes like clay you can get it so if you want to send feedback on the next episode of 13 reasons why you can send it to blackoakouch at gmail.com you can also leave a comment below you can find Black Oak House reviews on podbean stitcher itunes spotify and wherever else good podcasts can be found you could find my social medias also below. Remember to like, share, subscribe. And if you have time, run over to iTunes, rate, and review. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and black magic. <laughs>